Yay! The kids are finally asleep. So, do you feel like? I've got a feeling a boss fight's coming up. Ooh! I just got wrecked. Headshot, baby. Ooh! It's your turn to get the baby. So, are you up to the challenge? Run, 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 run! And we're dead. That's when I realized I have no idea what I'm doing. G G. Welcome to the KJ After Dark Gamer Parents Podcast, where the kids are asleep and the parents can game. My name is Joanne, and I'm joined by my co-host, gamer partner in crime, and husband Kevin. Kevin, want to say hi? Hello, hello, hello. That was one hello for each of our listeners, by the way. <laughs> Actually, we we do have a little bit more on that, but not too much more. So, if you're listening, share with your friends. That'd be greatly appreciated. If you are new here, thank you for tuning in. We are gamers. We love our kids. That makes us gamer parents. We love to play the games. We review and critique a new game every week, and that's what we talk about on our podcast, as well as other relatable things that we go through as parents and as gamers. Um, you know, with with kids and with each other. Uh, we get into some, into some pretty fun stuff. So that's kind of what you can look forward to. We'll have some more of that today. Thanks, Kevin. And in case you missed our last episode, Kevin was out on a business trip last week, and we didn't get to stream our game,、um, which is Among Us. But we'll definitely be streaming this Tuesday at 9:30 p.m. Central Time. Actually, we'll be streaming every Tuesday. So come check us out on YouTube, KJ After Dark. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a like or a comment. Thank you. We really appreciate anything you guys can do to kind of. Help us out with that algorithm there、uh, on YouTube. I am really bummed we didn't get a stream this last week, just because the time before we had some technical difficulties and didn't really work out. I feel like we need that chance to redeem ourselves. So、um, come check us out this Tuesday. Should be the probably the day after you're listening if you're listening to this the first day it's released.、Um, but anyway, it should be a lot of fun. Come、uh, hang out with Joanne and I live. So even though Kevin and I are gamers, it's not just video games that we are into. We are also actually very heavy on board games and card games as well. We can't stream those, but especially when the power goes out, or you know, if there's internet problems, or even when we're out on a road trip or something, we could always like play a card game too. Today, before we talk about the game of the week, which is Among Us. Um, I thought I'll just share about this card game that we play a lot called Our Moments, the Couples Edition.、Um, it's a really cool game, especially if、uh, you are a gamer couple or even just a regular couple.、Um, it's a game where you could start conversations with the questions on the card, and it's so easy and so simple that you could play it at the dining table, you could play it during a road trip. Or simply on your living room sofa in your pajamas or something. We talk a lot,、uh, like on the podcast, about bonding and and playing games with your spouse and getting closer to your spouse by using games. And and video games are great for that. But this is kind of one that we found that in the same similar way you can use to get closer to your spouse or your loved one or whoever. Yeah. So this is what we're going to do right now. I have the deck all shuffled. And we're just gonna give you a taste of how this game works. Hopefully, you'll get to entertain you a little bit, as well as hopefully learn a little bit more about Joanne and I. And at the same time, we'll probably learn a little bit about each other. Yeah, as we normally do when we play this game. 
Yeah, and the questions on each card is really interesting. And I don't think we've even gone through the whole deck yet, you know, because there's just so much to... There's a, there's a lot in there. Yeah. And some of them, like, you could just, like, pull out one card and talk about it for, like, a good half an hour or something. So you, you can definitely take your time through all the cards. There's a lot in there. And if you find that you don't really talk to each other much, maybe you should try this out. Exactly. So let's begin. So you could get to know us a bit better and have a flavor of this game called Our Moments, Couples Edition. It's not, not a sponsored episode, by the way. <laughs> All right, Kevin, you get to get the first card. Well, I get to ask you first? Yes, you get to ask me first. Okay. Okay, first question for Joanne is, what did you learn a little too late? What did I learn a little too late? Hmm. I would say motherhood. <laughs> I mean... I used to babysit growing up and, and I thought it would be easy and I really didn't think that it would be this hard, you know? Yeah, but I don't think anybody really knows that motherhood or parenting is hard until you actually get there. So yeah, I mean, I, even if you had learned it earlier, it still probably would be just as hard or probably even harder. Yeah, and, and every kid's different. So even if you have a child already and then you get a second child, it's it's not even like the same. Every yeah, every kid's different. I mean every kid's difficult, I think, in their own ways. Some are probably more difficult than others, but yeah, no kid's easy. Yeah, so I, I wish I knew that before um like diving in, but I don't regret it. I love our kids. I'm just saying like I wish I I knew it better, learn it earlier about it. Okay. Do I do I answer the same question? I'll give you a new question. I'm getting the next card. What are you most grateful for right now in this moment? I am most grateful for my family, I'd have to say. Um, I mean, that's kind of an easy one. Like, this stage in life, if you asked me this like 10 years ago, it would probably be a completely different answer. Fair enough. But I mean, somewhat recently married, two little kids... You know, kind of deep into my career and, and some other things, but like it's all like centralized around family and the stage that that we're in. It's kind of like a driving factor in a lot of the things that I'm doing and the stuff, the decisions that we're making as a as a family. It's really the kind True. of the thing that that we're both, I'm sure, grateful for. Yeah, I agree with you. If you ask me that, that would totally be my answer too. Not trying to be cheesy, but. It's true. It's okay. You can copy my answer. It's fine. I'm used to it. Okay. Uh, I have the next question for Joanne. Would you rather have an extra $500 a month or an extra two hours a day? Oh my gosh. That question is so easy. Definitely. Definitely. Two hours more a day. I mean, 24 hours never seem enough. Two hours more? That means we could game two hours more. <laughs> Did you rig these cards? Seems like you're getting all the easy ones. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree with you there. An extra two hours a day, that, that really adds up. I mean, $500 a month, that's a lot, but two hours every day? Can you just imagine like getting two more hours of sleep? I guess that's another question. If you had an extra two hours a day, what would you do with those two hours? Would you sleep? Would you, I don't know, go out and party? Would you play games? Like, what would you do with those two extra hours a day? I, I honestly, I'd probably sleep at least one of those, maybe two. I don't believe you. I think you're going to be gaming like me. <laughs> I'm yeah, kidding. <laughs> it'd be probably one of those two things. 
Yeah, definitely. Depending on how how our day went too, you know, like if the kids are harder during the day, then we probably need more sleep. Yeah, vice versa. All right. Now my turn to ask you. What five things do you enjoy doing with me? Five things. Um, well, first of all, we, we are married and have two kids. So that, there's one thing. Um, but I won't, I won't go into more detail into that. Um, yeah, we're trying to keep it PG here. <laughs> um, obviously, we like to play games together. I think that's a lot of fun. Yes. Um, it kind of adds a lot of, I guess, flavor to our interactions because we just end up laughing about a lot of stuff or just kind of messing with each other based on how one of us are playing or, you know, or if we're getting in each other's way or messing up or something, it just becomes a whole laughable situation. It's kind of like watching like a funny movie or something with someone that you like and you have those things to like laugh and joke about later on down the road too Mm -hmm. um, when when it comes back up again. So um, yeah, so gaming would would be another one. Uh, listening to music i've always really liked sharing music with people and getting to share that like music with you that i like like hey i really like this song you know listen to it. what do you think and when i like deliver you a song that you like that's Mm -hmm. something that i really like doing listening to our shared interest in music together yeah i'm so glad Uh, we both love music (laughs) yeah so that's three Mm -hmm. is going on vacations together not that we really do a lot of it, and maybe that's why I like it more now. I mean, also, I mean, it could be just because we don't do on vacations very often at all. Maybe like once a year if we're lucky. Um, but just being able to go out with the wife and kids and be away from work and the busyness of our days and then just get to like spend time together. Um, yeah, especially since COVID, it's not like we get to travel as freely as we could, you know. Yeah, that's true also. So maybe that's why I kind of enjoy it more now than than before. Uh, and then I have one more. Oh, and uh, for a fifth one, I'd have to say exploring new food with you. Oh, uh, yeah. So Foodies. another thing you probably don't know about Joanne, she's like very experimental when it comes to new foods and trying trying new things and oh, yeah. um, kinds of food she's never tried before. And especially being from Malaysia, she has a lot more variety in the food that she's had before compared to me and kind of vice versa. I think we both introduced each other to a lot of different kinds of food. Plus being in a city that has a huge variety of different kinds of food, you oh, can yeah. pretty much get a decent cook of whatever kind of meal you want here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of options and, um, basically all from all around the world, you can get good food here. Yep. Go Texas. (laughs) All right. You get to ask me a hard question next. Hey, finally, it's way, way better to ask questions. Okay. So Joanne, what's your most embarrassing memory from junior high? Oh my gosh. Wait, let me think. Okay. So junior high is probably like. The time where um, you hit puberty, I guess. Yeah. So Kevin had mentioned earlier about our shared interest in music. And I did join a singing competition back in junior high. But because I was kind of like hitting puberty or something, I don't know. My voice was like, you know, just up and down, up and down or breaking. So when I sang on stage in front of the whole school for that singing competition... 
So the song was actually My Heart Will Go On. Anyways, I sang it on stage and my voice kind of broke a lot of times at the high part. I think it's at the chorus towards the end of the song. And then since then, everyone in school kind of like knew who I was. And then when I'm walking through the hallways of the school, people just go, ew, ew, just trying to imitate my voice breaking on the stage. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. I just... I know, I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know, that was so embarrassing. I still like laugh every time I think of it. But I did redeem myself the following year when my voice has been fully developed, I would say. And I joined the singing competition again. And I got second place. Woohoo! <laughs> wow, there you go. Bringing but it back. yeah, that was the most embarrassing moment in junior high for me. I actually have another a moment. It was also music related. I guess probably not that embarrassing, but still pretty embarrassing. That's pretty bad. I can't beat that. <laughs> I'll go out and say that right now. Um, but when I was in junior high, I believe it was like some kind of like, I don't know, star testing or whatever. Like the whole school takes a full day to basically do testing. And I had finished early. So I was listening to music like on my first generation iPod, how long ago it was. And I was listening to a Green Day song. Because I was done, just kind of patiently waiting for everybody else. Boulevard of Broken Dreams, I think it was. And I don't forget how it goes now, but uh, I was like really into music. I still kind of am, but back then too. And uh, and then the guy next to me like kind of nudges me with his elbow, and then I I take out my earbud or whatever, and he says, "Dude, you're you're singing." I didn't realize like I was like kind of like quietly like singing or humming or I don't know I, did, I didn't really hear myself so I don't know exactly what it, what I did or what I was sounding like but every I looked up and everybody was looking at me so apparently <laughs> I was like humming or singing a little bit under my breath or something without really realizing it I don't know so that was a pretty embarrassing moment for me in junior high That's cute <laughs> How many questions have you asked so far how many cards Uh 3 All right and then I this is my last one for you then. Okay. Okay. You got, what was the most agonizing hour of your life? Most agonizing hour of my life? Yeah, mine would be labor pains, obviously, but yeah, that tell is, me what I mean, yours is. I feel like if, you're, if you've given birth before, that's a pretty easy answer. Um, most agonizing hour? I mean, like, honestly, I've never broken a bone or like had any kind of serious injury thank thank goodness um but nothing really comes to mind for this one we can't disappoint the listeners kevin you have to answer the third question like maybe like <laughs> sitting through like a country concert maybe Ooh, that is actually agonizing uh, i i feel you because like i'm not country. a country song person we're both into alternative rock music fyi so I was definitely exaggerating a little bit, but I have gone through through a couple of country concerts. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel you there. I, I I would say that's pretty agonizing. All right, good. So I don't have to give you a fourth question. So anyways, that was like how, you know, how the card game goes. And, you know, you could just go through the whole deck, which we won tonight uh, for obvious reasons. <laughs> because it's We don't want this yeah. to be a 10-hour episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is more like for you to get to know us better, like what we like about music and as well as our embarrassing moments and stuff like that. But yeah, it's definitely perfect, don't you think, for a couple to get to know each other better? And Yeah, honestly, if you feel like like the communication in your relationship is lacking at all, maybe check out 
something like this. It doesn't have to be the same thing, but just something to get you guys like talking. And there's no like winner or losers in this kind of game, right? Like that's just mm-hmm. something I don't know about. But yeah, it's just cards, and you they're basically like conversation starters. Um, so if if that's where you feel like you maybe need some help, maybe uh, pick a card a day or even a week, and just talk to each other about whatever the topic is. It's usually gonna end in kind of funny, right? Especially like the junior high memory. Like you probably learned something you didn't know about each other by some like old story that they dig up that otherwise maybe wouldn't have shared that. So definitely can be a fun experience. Yep. Well, well, let's continue to talk about our game of the week among us. Yeah. So this last few weeks, we've been playing quite a bit of among us and we wanted to make that the game that we review this week. Um, Like we had mentioned, we were supposed to stream it earlier in the week but that didn't happen so there's no stream video for it but we did get a lot of time in playing it so we still feel like we can do a pretty solid review and critique of it um so we'll we'll generally start by kind of explaining uh, how the game works for anyone who's never played it or seen it or has any any idea what it is um but it is called among us it is an online game for up to 15 players at a time Currently, there's four maps to pick from, and we'll kind of get into that. So I guess you yeah, you pick your map, you join a lobby, you enter in with up to 15 people, and the game will automatically pick who is going to be the imposter. And there could be one, two, or three imposters, depending on the, the setting for the game that you join. So, But you'll know ahead of time how many there's going to be. And then so people will randomly be chosen to be the imposter, and everybody else is crewmates. They do also have other roles in the game, so that crewmates can also be like an engineer, scientist, scientist, or what else? I guess there's like guardian angel, but that's only after you die. Yeah. Uh, and then the imposter can also be a shapeshifter if that setting is turned on. We'll kind of explain a little bit of those later, but essentially, if you are the crewmate, you're given like a bunch of tasks to do around the ship, and there's a map, so you just like go to where they are on the map. And you complete the task, like you know, fixing wires or um, you know, filling up gas tanks, emptying the trash, or yeah, like picking up towels or taking a shower. Or I know, taking a shower is also a task. I can't believe that. That's so yeah, cute. Yeah, most of the tasks are like are fairly simple. Some of them are kind of hard and annoying, but for the most part, you go up, you do your task, which takes a few seconds, and then you kind of move on to the next task. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you know there is at least one imposter out there, and the the imposter's mission is to try and kill off as many of the crewmates as they can without getting caught. Yeah, yeah. They, there's a cooldown, like so, how they can only kill somebody every so often. But as you're, and you don't know who the imposter is. They don't look any different. The only way you can really tell is if you see them kill somebody, or if you see them shape shift, which really that just lets them turn into somebody else or get somebody else's appearance. Yeah. So you like you see them actually going through that process. Um, so that's one way you could kind of catch somebody. So you really have to have, you have your eyes peeled all the time, which can be hard while you're doing tasks. Uh, another thing, you, if you don't necessarily want to be alone with somebody that you don't trust either, because they might eh, kill you while, uh, while no one else is looking, yeah. it's usually safer if you can like travel in a group of three or something like that, just to make sure that... If somebody does try to kill you, at least there's another person around to be a witness. Mm-hmm. Unless there's two imposters, and then and yeah, you're if there's two imposters, and you really never know. Usually, we play with just one. 
I think it, I think it kind of makes the game simpler and easier as a crewmate, definitely. Mm-hmm. But it is a game of teamwork and betrayal. So trust. Do you really want to trust anyone? But you have to if you want to work as a team because then there will be like... Sabotages. That's something that the imposter can do to kind of slow down the crewmates. They kind of have to jump on to fixing the sabotage before they can kind of get back to their tasks. Like either it turns off all the lights so, they, so the crewmates can't really see anything or disrupts communication so they can't really see where their tasks are on the map. That kind of messes people up um, or what else. There's, I think it depends on the map too, like the sabotages are different. So we're kind of speaking on one particular map that we've been playing and each each room of the map has its own name that you can see on the map, which is really important. Uh, so if you, somebody ever finds a body, they report the body, and then that brings everybody into a meeting where everybody can then talk. Because you can't really like chat or use the in-game um, messaging system unless you're in a meeting. Yeah. But once the meeting begins, everybody starts throwing out what they saw. Uh, if they saw somebody kill somebody else, then that's where they blurt it out and try to get everybody to vote for that person. Essentially, whoever out. gets the most votes gets ejected, ejected out of the spaceship. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, usually it'll tell you if they were an imposter or not. Another thing, like people love to like, say self-report. So like if you report a body, they're basically accusing you of killing them and then self-reporting. So that's something that like now I'm like more careful about even reporting a body because people think that's suspicious for some reason. And that's even gotten me voted off like the first round before for you know, what feels like little to no reason. It's really like a game of strategy with words as well. Because you want to sound, if you're the imposter, you want to sound like you're innocent and not making people suspicious about you by being too innocent with your words. You know, like some people go in and like, oh, I don't know what a shapeshifter is. Now that's suspicious because... Literally uh, yeah, I guess just everybody knows that the term shapeshifter, someone who can like change their appearance, like, yeah. like what the what's the gal from X Men, Mystique. Mystique, my favorite. But yeah, and if you're a crewmate, you don't want to sound suspicious, but like just I don't know, like there's a strategy in words, and I feel like sometimes it's more about playing the game is more like just seeing how you could influence somebody. Like influence other people to vote off a, a person or to stay stay safe as an yeah. imposter. Everything is is a game of strategy, don't you think? Yeah, <laughs> like, if you, I mean, this is a game where you have to interact with people, and you know, you have to communicate with people in order to like really even play the game. Like, you have to see what other people are saying. You have to kind of share what you're seeing or thinking, and that kind of contributes to the overall funness of the game. So I keep kind of keep that in mind. If you don't really, if you like to just go into a game and just do your own objectives and kind of ignore everybody else, you can't because that kind of defeats the whole purpose of the game. Like you have to be watchful of what other people are doing or saying. You also need to keep in mind that if you are the imposter, you can't really just be truthful about that. I like can't. You know, you, you have to say what you need to say in order to survive. Sometimes that includes little white lies as far as where you were or maybe weren't on the map. You know, maybe if somebody asks if you killed them, you're not going to say, oh, yes, that was me. Uh, no matter how honest you are, you don't want to do that. Um, you want to try to shift the focus or attention on other people. May maybe make them think, oh, somebody else without 
making you seem shady at the same time. So you don't want to like point your finger at everybody because that's going to kind of be suspicious also <laughs> if you're trying to get everybody else, else voted off, especially if you don't have a good reason. If you have a really good reason, sure, go for it. You can get a crewmate voted off and then there's one less crewmate that you have to kill. So ultimately you're trying to be the last person alive. Yeah. And I did like um, try once to like just say, uh, you know, like call the bluff. And I was the imposter, and I actually like said I'm the killer, and yet I didn't I didn't get thrown off or voted off because it was like, and eh, she's just bluffing. Or yeah, something. if somebody comes out at the very beginning and says, "Oh, I'm the imposter," you're gonna be like, "Okay, sure, yeah, whatever, whatever, lady." I know. What do you call it? A reverse psychology. Reverse yeah. psychology. <laughs> I guess see that's yeah sure there you go that's I mean there's one strategy I've never done that I don't know if that well, it doesn't work. work all the time but. <laughs> Usually when someone starts off with like that, you can't really take them seriously. So maybe until someone realizes, hey, maybe it is her. Yeah, by the end, it's too late. <laughs> there you go. See, there's a strategy. I haven't tried that one, but that's, that may be a good one. I don't know if it works. Yeah. Another thing, if you're if you are like ever playing this game with somebody that you know, make sure that you can't see each other's screens. Like if you're playing, like Joanne and I, we play in a one room and we barely can't see each other's screens. I know, but which sometimes... is a good thing. Yeah, because you don't want to like accidentally look and see. You can tell from their screen if they're the imposter or not. I know. So that that would kind of ruin it because all of a sudden, if you're a crewmate and you know who the imposter is, like without actually playing the game to figure that out, it kind of ruins the whole yeah, fun. It, it experience. does ruin the fun. Because then honest. then you know it's her and like you you don't have to like you're not working to figure it out anymore because you yeah. already know. Because the figuring out is the best part. The figuring out or the acting. It's just the best part. Yeah, you have to like piece together the information. Like, oh, if I see Joanne's walking around with Orange and then a minute later, Orange is dead. Okay, I'm a little suspicious of Joanne unless maybe she can clear herself a different way or something like that. So, yeah, I mean, but if I knew she was the imposter all along, then that's not really fun anymore. It's kind of ruined. So yeah. we keep that in mind. So that's like as far as if you see each other's screens, but also and kind of for the same reason... Like, keep communication, like, during the game, like, to the point where, well, what only things you would say, like, to the larger group, right? So, like, if I'm the imposter, for the same reason, I don't want to tell her that I'm the imposter, because that's just going to kind of ruin the game for her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and another strategy in the game um, is to, like, group together. I know, like, it's not the best, because it's bad for the imposters. But then I saw, like, while we were playing that some people decide to, like, group together while playing. Yeah, so, like, if you, like, are grouped with somebody for a round and you're with them the entire round and you guys come across a body, you know that person didn't kill that. They didn't take the kill. So you can kind of mark that person as safe. And if you try and stick, or stick to that person each round, kind of like a buddy system thing then you know like oh, yeah no one's probably going to try and kill you when there's a witness around exactly. sometimes they do buddy but, system yeah, usually but, not so smart but there's a risk to that because you don't know who you're buddying with because i i did buddy with kevin once and it turns out he was the imposter and he killed me last so you know but yeah, I don't know. lead them to like the deepest darkest corner of the map where no one's ever going to find you and then that's exactly. where you take and them you out go. I trusted you, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's uh, it's fun playing with your spouse too, because there's often you'll be surprised by either they'll be the imposter when they're not, or maybe you think they're the imposter and they turns out that they're actually not. I know. Um, 
or you know things like that and like you you get to see them in the darker side of them <laughs> you get to see them act it's kind of like acting right because yeah. like you're the imposter and you have to kind of and it's not just through the in-game system since you're like right next to me you have to like be saying things like oh i think this person's the imposter he was doing this or yeah. oh i'm going to try and do my tasks over here like even though you're not doing tasks because you're the imposter you're trying to make me think that you are yeah and it's like a bunch of mind games like even here sitting next to each other exactly in the beginning like before kevin figured that out it was pretty obvious when he was the imposter he would like be absolutely quiet for for no reason like he's usually like talking like oh i'm doing this task now I'm doing that task and then suddenly he's like all quiet and i'm like huh that's weird. Kevin's not saying anything. He might be the imposter. So it's it's a lot of um You have to like yeah, like it's like very really like subtle <laughs> subtle cues that you have to pick up on. Like I even noticed for myself, like when we first would start a new map and have like new tasks, I would complain about like the tasks I didn't like. And then I realized when I was the imposter, since I wasn't doing tasks, I wasn't just complaining about the tasks all all the yeah. whole time. But I realized that I either needed to stop complaining about tasks that i don't like or <laughs> complain about them even when i'm the imposter because otherwise exactly. they're like he's not talking about his tasks oh it's because he's the imposter and he's not even doing tasks yes. so that would just like get really quiet when i'm the imposter so like it was more obvious to them exactly that's the tips for gamer couples who are playing this game together in the same room <laughs> yeah it honestly it helps you read your partner better it, it definitely is. like you get to like paint your your partner in like a different light yeah, and it's not that stressful of a game like Overcooked was. If you missed our episode last week, we spoke about um, Overcooked 2, and we found out that we can cook in-game. <laughs> yeah, it's not... Well, Overcooked is, like, super fast-paced, because literally yeah. from the moment you enter the game, the timer is going down. Like, this one's a lot different. Yeah, pretty chill, and just more on acting and in-game and in real life since, you know, for gamer couples. And another thing I would say is some sometimes we'll see people who are like obviously playing the game together and they know each other and you know one's the imposter and one's the crewmate and they're just going around together killing other people and like not the crewmate's not ratting out the imposter. I know. Or they're, yeah, they're kind of like ruining the game. So like there's a lot of ways you could like or if there's a two imposter thing you could tell the people who the other imposter is or that kind of thing like you kind of ruin it for people so there's a lot of ways like you could kind of cheat or like mess up the game yeah, so don't don't, cheat. don't do that play don't the that. game the way it should be played it's a lot more fun for everybody including yourself yeah even if you love each other and stuff you know like in game just keep it keep it yeah i don't i don't care if i love joanne if she's my partner for life yeah. if i'm the imposter she's going down exactly that's just, that's just all there is to it and the same as me too yeah i'll kill you kevin in game <laughs> as a foster yeah. I mean. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm afraid of right now. I'm, I'm sitting on the couch there's also a lot of like um cosmetic stuff you can buy like with in-game currency you know and through micro transactions or whatever um to change your look uh, there's different like costumes and outfits and whatever that you can get different pets there's a lot of things you can do to like change the way you look plus every match you can choose what color you want to be uh something that goes with whatever your rest of your outfit is you know, know joanne really likes kind of dressing up her character to look a different way Cute. every single match so yeah. um, there's a lot of customization you can do around that it's kind of neat so 
Um, we kind of explained the game and how it works for the most part. I guess yeah. one last thing that I would say, make once you learn the map, so you have to put a little bit of effort into studying the map. And so we just kind of picked one, and that's the one that we've been playing from the start. And now that we know how the map is laid out, it makes it a lot easier. You know, because if, if somebody finds a body in, uh, you know, electrical, then we know that medical and security are nearby. So if we saw somebody in medical coming from electrical, then we know, hey, maybe they are the imposter. Maybe they killed somebody while they were moving through there. So it's important to know, like, where where places of the map are. So I would suggest, if you ever try it, just kind of sticking with the same map until... You actually know where things are, and then it actually makes it a lot more fun to play the game because you can piece things together a lot easier. I wouldn't suggest like switching to a different map every time unless you really know all the maps and sure, yeah. or you really get bored of one yeah. maybe because you played it so much or you know it so well and you want to learn a new map. Then go ahead, but it kind of it's kind of a pain learning a new map because That's someone will say, "Oh, the body was here," and you're like, "I don't really know where that is." Yeah. Also, the tasks Just are are different. Or a lot of the tasks are different on the on the various maps, and some of them can be a little bit tricky to figure out. Like I said, I, I complained about some of the harder ones, so yeah, some of them are, are kind of annoying to do, especially if you don't know how to do them. So new map also means new tasks, so that's just something to keep in mind. Yeah, so we kind of explained the game. Uh, we also wanted to go through what we like and what we don't like. So as far as what I like about Among Us, I would say I really like how every game feels completely different from the last just because the feel of the game depends on who you're playing it with and since you're usually playing with different people you know every game or every few games like it makes the makes the whole experience feel different because people behave differently and all of a sudden you're trying to figure out a completely different set of people so you know, even though the map is the same you know a lot of the stuff you're doing is the same the people that you're trying to read and figure out is different every time it's almost like playing poker right like you play poker with somebody long enough, you kind of figure out you know, their tells or like the way they play. And then you play against a new person and it's like, okay, now you have a new person to like try to figure out like how they act as an imposter, that kind of thing. So, you know, plus every game, a new person is the imposter generally. So kind of a new, new person you're trying to figure out or unmask. Uh, so I kind of like how every game feels a little bit different than the last, which also kind of makes it really replayable. Uh, so that's probably what I like about it most. What about you, Joanne? What do you like about the game? Um, for me, I like how simple the game is. I mean, like, it's two-dimensional, I would say. Very, like, straightforward. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty easy to play. Yeah, the, the game itself is super simple, but, like, the strategy around, like, figuring out who the imposter is or keeping your identity as the imposter hidden is so psychological and so like deep i think at times yeah. when you're trying to throw people off your trail like that that's the confusing and like complex part of the game it's how you interact with the other players it's not the game itself i mean everything looks like almost hand drawn you know how cute it is how simple the design and graphics are but yeah it's it's honestly it's unlike probably any other game that i've played before as far as the level that it's at, as far as like the exactly the, the mind games of it, like a lot of times there might be like mind games, like you're that you're figuring something out, like you versus the game, but never like you versus the other players, like like the way that this game has it. So that's kind of got me hooked a little bit. I felt like I've never played a game quite like this. 
Yeah, so that's what I like about it. And maybe I'll start on what I dislike about it. Sure, go ahead. I did say that the game is simple, graphics and stuff, and so cute and whatnot. But what I li- dislike about it is it, it's kind of buggy. I mean, like, like I feel like they, there are some bugs that need to be fixed for the game because um, it's not only for me. I noticed, like, a lot of people crash. Their game crash halfway, and then they just, like... You're playing a game and then you get kicked out because you know your game crash. Yeah, we well, we see a lot of stuff like that, and with other people we don't know if if their game's crashing or if they just leave the game. A lot of people leave the game like right after it starts, but that could be because they weren't the imposter and they wanted to be or something like or that. Or they're waiting for a friend. Who knows? Yeah, we don't really know, but uh, I mean, I've had it crash on me a lot. A lot, like it was so frustrating. Yeah, we've had some other people that we play with have it crash on them quite yeah. a bit too. So I think it's kind of a thing that's affecting a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that seems to be happening a lot. Or like this one's not as common, but sometimes people will get like stuck going up or down a ladder. Yeah, I I got that. I yeah, that happened to me once. And you just you can't move, so you're just stuck there all around. It's kind of a good thing because then if somebody sees you, then they know like you're innocent. You're not going around. You're not the one going around killing people if you're stuck on a ladder all all day. So, but you know, again, it's it shouldn't be happening, and it's kind of buggy. Yeah. Or there's times where like your action buttons just like won't work. So like if you're the imposter, imposter. you can't kill somebody or sabotage. Like the those buttons just like aren't working for some yeah. reason. So don't really know how to fix it, but just stuff that's like. Kind of makes the game not as fun. That's that's definitely a good one to not be, or a good reason not to like the game. Yeah. What about you? What do you dislike about it? I feel like it would be better. I mean, I wouldn't say I necessarily dislike it, but it, I think it's something that they could really improve on. Is if they were if there was something like that you would be rewarded with, like after each game, that would kind of feel like you're progressing some. Really, the only thing that you get now is you get these like beans or whatever they are that you can use to unlock like more cosmetic stuff, and they have a lot of different options as far as the cosmetics. But I feel like there's nothing really else. Like you know, if you win a game or do well at a game. Like it doesn't really feel like you're progressing at all, other than okay, you have like one more hat you can wear or something like that or like you you know you gain levels but they don't seem to really doesn't seem to do anything right like you just you're gaining levels and it shows up next to your name it just shows like how long you've been playing the game it doesn't really do anything else so i feel like it would if you if it was a way to like reward you more like for playing or for winning or something like that like that would that would be i think that would make it a better game oh speaking of which when you say that I actually dislike that they show the levels on our characters too. Yeah, I mean, especially when you're an imposter and everyone else is like, like. Well, it's just, yeah, I think if you have like a high level, yeah, then people assume that you're better at the game. Like if they don't know who the imposter is, like, oh, maybe it's because the imposter is really good. It's probably this person who's a high level. I think you say that because you're a higher level than me, and maybe that's you know come back to hurt you in in that way. Like, for example, if, if we notice the imposter is not using any sabotages and there's like a level one person in the game, maybe it's because the level one person doesn't know how to use the sabotage. <laughs> so or so a high level person would definitely know how to sabotage and they'd be doing that all the time. Yeah, the level is kind of just more information. I guess the question is whether that's good information or not. Yeah. Should we move on to the yeah. ratings? So we have the categories of... Convenience, communication, story, 
repeatability, and fun. We're going to rate each category from 1 to 10. Okay, so for convenience, I'm giving this game a 7. And that's because it's more convenient than most games. It's pretty quick to start up a game. Just join a lobby that's almost full and off you go. It doesn't really take long to load or anything like that. The games themselves don't last too long. I mean, some of them can be over in minutes, and then some of them can take, what, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes, maybe? I guess technically it could take longer if people just aren't doing tasks and the imposter's not really doing any killing. Um, so the games aren't too, too long, but not really that short either, at least on average. Uh, at least, another other thing to point out though, if you do leave a game or have to, you know, get up and, you know, go check on a kid or something like that, it's not like too detrimental or, um, there's no negative to leaving a game early other than you just don't get to see the, you don't get to play out the rest of the game. Uh, so I'm kind of giving it a seven. A little bit more convenient than most, but not super convenient. What about you, Joanne? What do you think on the convenience here? I gave it a 10. <laughs> well, only because it's um, playable on Xbox and computer, on your phone. Yeah, I've known a few friends who play Among Us on their phones. And I thought that's pretty cool because if you have like a train ride or somewhere or, or being on a plane and it being so simple, I'm pretty sure you could play it wherever, whenever. That's one thing I didn't think about. I forgot this game is also on mobile, but we have not tried playing it on the phone yet. So I don't, I don't know. And I don't know how fun it would be on the phone versus on PC or, or Xbox. But definitely, if, you know, if you're a mobile gamer and you like this game, maybe you should get it on your phone. But that's another, I guess that's another uh, way it could be kind of convenient. So the next category on communication, I'm giving this one a 10. And that's because you, you really, you have, like I said, you have to communicate to play this game. Yep. You can't, it's not one you just hop into and play by yourself. You have to talk with other people, and that includes your partner. So if you're playing this with somebody, you kind of have to communicate with them. And at the same time, you're trying to figure out if they're lying or not, which is fun, but that also creates like even more communication as you're trying to get information out of them or trying to pick up on little cues or hints that, that they may be leaving without realizing it. But anyways, yeah. communication is such a huge part of the game. It is. I couldn't, I couldn't not give it a, a good high score. So that's why I'm giving it a 10. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm actually giving it a 10 too because in a gamer couple perspective, you not only communicate with each other during the game, you also kind of see how um, you communicate through body language. And like I said earlier, if, if your partner suddenly acting different, like how Kevin suddenly get all quiet, you know. So there's a lot of like psychological aspect to the communication as well that you could learn from your partner. And apart from that, I think this game is so addictive that you talk more about the game even after you play it, you know, like sharing your experiences during the game about how you got killed, how you kill. It's a great game to um, break the ice, definitely. Not that there's any ice, but it's a great conversation starter. Oh yeah, right on. Uh, the next category of story, I am giving the story rating an eight, and what? that yeah, I know it's pretty high. So this game doesn't have like a campaign or like a storyline per se. Exactly. But I'm giving it a good story rating because the players are like kind of making their own story, and uh... I kind of relate this game to like a. a suspenseful thriller you know or like a suspense novel or a, a really good 
show or movie that keeps you on the edge of your seat because each game you're trying to figure out who the imposter is and it seems like more often than not you're wrong by who you're suspecting and the real imposter comes up and kills you and you're when you're least expecting it and it's not the person you thought it was and it leaves you with this like what moment of like <laughs> it, it was this person i could have sworn it was somebody else i know right and so like it it's and to me that's like the story part of it because you're like trying to figure out who it was um all along so like every every game is like a different story to me and Aww. you eventually kind of get to the final page and see who the bad guy was but it's kind of yeah it's kind of like i view like that as the story and not necessarily mm -hmm. like a campaign or gotcha. or a story that the developers wrote into the game I, see. I feel like the story the players create themselves with what they do and what they say you know it's kind of like a wow know, a murder mystery oh yeah it is like that murder mystery it's totally <laughs> it's, it's basically a, a yeah, murder mystery movie or game. book that <laughs> or... come to life as a video game that is true yeah, that's true. Isn't there a board game like that through a murder mystery board Maybe game? Maybe like Clue? Yeah, Clue. Of? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you want to compare it to a board game, Clue is probably pretty close. Mm -hmm. But what about you, Joanne? What did you give it on the story? I, I couldn't argue with you there when you put it in that perspective. But for my perspective, the story for me, it's one. I gave it a one because it's more about like, I was looking at it from the developer's point of view. You know, it's more like you being on a spaceship and just trying to figure out who's killing who off and that's pretty much like the same every time but i didn't think of it the way you did so yeah uh, uh, from the developer's perspective i would say it's a one but from your perspective you're you're definitely right about your eight yeah that's true i think the story that i'm way i'm looking at it in this case is very kind of different or maybe maybe not the, the natural story but you know that's i guess it depends on how you look at it uh, the next category of repeatability I feel like this game is really repeatable. I'm giving it a 9, and that's because every game feels like it's completely different. It feels like it's another murder mystery every game. You don't know who the new imposter is going to be, you know, or how they're, how they're going to catch you, or you're going to catch them, or that kind of thing. Even though, like I said, it's on the same map, every game feels different. I feel like it, you can repeat this game over and over again, and at least we haven't gotten bored of it yet. And I could definitely see it as a game to kind of come back to, especially as they add new stuff. Like I, I know they added the different roles, like engineer and scientist mm -hmm. and shapeshifter and that stuff that wasn't in there at the beginning. So they've added some stuff. I hope they continue to do that or that add those kinds of things into the game just to kind of draw people back in and and kind of mix it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. So make it feel like we're not repeating it all over again, but. Even without that stuff, I could see playing this game for quite a bit longer. Definitely not yeah. bored of it yet. That's true. Uh, I mean, it's pretty addictive, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, what did you give it on repeatability? I actually gave it a 9. Okay, so, yeah. so we, we agreed on something. That's good. I know. That's why I was surprised. But yeah, I have exactly... You, you said the words right out of my mouth right there. So we can move on. Cool. Yeah, um, next, la next and last category is fun. Which is kind of a general how much we enjoy the game. And I don't think it's the best game in the world, but I do think it's it's better than most, and I'm definitely enjoying it. I'm giving it a fun rating of eight. Oh my gosh. So me too. You too? Yeah. yeah. Eight. I mean yeah, I think it's 
it's a good number. It's also my favorite number, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But yeah, I mean, there's other games out there that are more fun, but this is a lot of fun to play, especially with somebody that you know, because then it's like you can share like your reaction like of the result of the game like with mm -hmm. each other, right? Because like oftentimes there's like this aha moment and like that's usually like the entertaining part is like, you know, finding out that you were wrong or right all along. And getting to share that with the people that you're playing with that you actually know, like your your spouse or partner. So I don't know, that's why I think it's, I don't know, that's one reason why I think it's fun, along with everything else we've already been talking about. So yeah, fun of eight. Like Joanne, you said you also gave it an eight? Yep, with the exact reasons that you just gave, because it's really simple, it's really fun, it's really addictive, and it's really different with who, who you're playing it with. So what was your overall score out of all categories? 38, how about you? Mine was a 42, so I think that means I liked it a little bit more. I don't know. The, I don't think all the categories are weighted the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially because um, the story part, we both have a different perspective on that. I think that's where we kind of like... Yeah, you know, and... Um, it's pretty close, 38 and 42. Yeah, it was more than overcooked. And I like both games. It's hard. Yeah. I think Among Us is a little bit more fun for me, although Overcooked is pretty fun too. I, I want to try Overcooked with more than two people and see if if that uh, changed at all. I feel like that would be a lot more fun too. But anyways, both both good games. That was our review of Among Us. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, be sure to check us out on uh, check out our Discord. Check out our Instagram, like Joanne said, at KJ underscore after underscore dark. Thank you. You or check out our YouTube channel. We have videos on there. Um, make sure to tune in for our stream on Tuesday at 9.30 Central Time. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys so much for listening to and, this episode. And if you guys have any suggestions or requests on what games you would like us to review or try out as a couple, um, feel free to write it in our Discord or message us on on our instagram or even leave a comment on youtube yeah get us get us that information somehow we will see it and we will reply we will see what we can do to try any of your recommendations we'll give it a, a good week or two of playing and then we'll kind of come up with our own review of it if you have any uh, requests so definitely be sure to let us know again thanks everyone for listening that's all we got for you guys this week look forward to talking to you next week